just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you. Until the top of the hour, we got a lot of questions and some uh, news for you, so let's get right to it. First, we start with introducing the folks who are with us for today's show. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They're ranked uh, number one for seven years in a row, uh, and he's a great guy. Brad, uh, you can reach him and his team at 844 411 team also here kevin disler pitt and frank attorneys you can choose the attorney you want to close your loan and that's we can't recommend highly enough that's pitt and frank attorneys 895-9900 good to have both you guys here good morning gentlemen good morning good morning. morning also here my son greg was already up early this sunday morning in his car heading i guess to uh shoot some photography so it's thank you yeah okay just uh joining us all right let's uh, start with some news the average for 30-year fixed-rate mortgage swung above, up, above 5% again this week, clocking in at about 5.22%. It was down below 5% up until this week. It's going up and down and up and down. Builders say more buyers are backing out of sales contracts for new homes as traffic fizzles, causing home buyer confidence to drop for the eighth straight month. By the way, there are long-term locks that you can do now if you're thinking well, of buying. And I, yeah, and I take advantage with that stat because I, and I've seen that Bloomberg, all these different big money articles coming out about consumer buy, buyer confidence. Locally, we don't see near as much of what we see nationally, and we know yeah. that. We've seen yeah. on, the, on the coasts, you see a lot more uh, lacking confidence and price drops. Here, talking to the builders that we work with regularly, there's still no inventory, folks. So we're still. So that is with a that. problem, and there's a lot of building going on, even though there's this problem. But there is a way to do a long-term lock. We're going to discuss that next week uh, on the show when we've got uh, Randy like, from Swan. The ten arms that are getting that people are yeah. getting in the four percent. There's some. There's not all doom and gloom. There's some good moves. Yep. You're breaking up a little bit. All right, let's get to the questions. We start with the one for Kevin Disler. Mike sent us an email that he just discovered a leak and damage inside walls. For the home he purchased 11 and a half months ago, the area that is leaking has been concealed behind a table that had been built into a closet that uh, was there before Mike bought the home. At the end of August, this is when it happened, Mike says there he'll be there one year. He says, we just moved the desk, saw the nightmare. By the way, Mike says he did have an inspection done, and apparently inspector never checked behind the desk. So this involves inspections as well, Brent. Mike believes the previous homeowners covered this up and clearly knew Mike's wondering what legal recourse can he do? Interesting question. So let's let's start with Brad from inspection standpoint. If there's a desk, you're, it's not your scope to move desks, right? Yeah, correct. So the home inspection is a visual inspection only. So we can't move furniture. We can't lift up carpets. We can't tear into walls. So I don't know exactly what the structure of it sounds, though. If it was tucked into a closet, probably yeah. a pretty tight fit there. So yeah, you do your best to, to look around uh, furniture and kind of behind things, you know, couches or, you know, it's one thing, but a desk pushed up against the wall would be, it, it could definitely obscure the, the view of the home inspector. So we go to the legal side of this thing, Kevin, what recourse does Mike have with regard to proving that this was intent, intent to conceal? Well, and we had a, a period of real heavy rains. So we have these type of issues that tend to pop up. Um, 
you know, I think we got what three or four inches of rain, certain parts yeah. of the county. Well, what you'd have to prove is is fraud on the part of the seller that they knowingly took efforts to conceal this area. Um, and fraud is, is is a hard case to to prove, and the standard of proof is a little bit higher. What you would need to have is some evidence that they knew that this problem existed, that it was material, and they took some effort to conceal. And again, the old um, you know tales in the industry of trying to block access of the buyers, the mm -hmm. buyers' agents, and the inspectors from an area that might be problematic. So you'd look and try to find out. You know, the perfect case would be water. <clears throat> intrusion expert comes in writes you up a nice five or ten thousand dollar estimate you don't like that you try to patch it up then you build a paneled wall or you go ahead and uh, like i said in this case attach a desk to a wall to basically make it a fixture and like brad and his people they can't get behind there they can't inspect it but that's a type of evidence that you would need just because a basement leaks especially after a period of time that we've had a uh, you know serious amount of rainfall would not be enough and most attorneys would say that those type of fraud cases are fairly difficult, although sometimes you talk to the neighbors. The neighbors sometimes are your best friends saying, oh, they had these trucks over there all the time. And that gives you a little bit of an opportunity to try to develop a little bit more of evidence of the case. Interesting. So to, just to play this out a little bit more, if my contacts his agent who and then goes back to the seller's agent who goes back to the seller and says, listen, there's a leak. We think you had uh, concealed it. We are willing to try going forward with this unless you want to come up with uh, pony up some money, cash, or repairs. Is that a good ploy for Mike to play down the road doing kind of a bluff type of situation? Yeah. Well, I think sometimes talk to your agent, and they can bring it up with the other side. Uh, usually these matters are resolved. Uh, at some point in time, there may be someone that just says, listen, couple thousand dollars make this all go away do a few full mutual release usually that's how it resolved but i think the first thing the buyer needs to do is talk to their agent who could talk to the list agent say they have these concerns and see if you can kind of work out something at that level got it if you want to see a repeat of today's show the video version of this we actually are doing our zoom show so we're taking your questions via email send me an email bob at we louisville.com and then the subject question radio show and then the, the actual question in the body of the email. But you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com, and up there will be a video version of this show. So just to let you know, in case you're wondering about that. All right. And, Brad, we're moving back over to you now. Sarah wrote in. And, Brad, you and I actually discussed this particular question earlier this week. Mm -hmm. uh, she's selling her home. The buyer agent wants to know where the inspection sticker is on her furnace. Yeah. And apparently this was a replacement furnace. You found, you found out some very interesting information that I think we should share with all homeowners and also buyers. Yeah. So let me just kind of set the stage, though. For a home inspection, a code sticker, is, we, we aren't looking for code stickers. We're not allowed as licensed inspectors in Kentucky or in Indiana to quote code. We don't talk about code. It's forbidden. But the question that came up was, should a replacement appliance, and I mean something that is like a water heater or a, a, a furnace or an air conditioning unit, should it have some sort of a code sticker on it saying that it had been inspected by a government inspector? Now, I, as Bob and I were talking about this, I'm looking in my house. I don't have a single replacement unit in my house that has a code sticker on it. Nothing has been inspected. Um, I have used 
very reputable uh, organizations to replace those those units in my house. They all had installation stickers on it showing who who did the work, but none of them had a code sticker. So I called a friend of mine who's an HVAC company owner, and I asked him the question. He said, he said, Brad, every single install that I do, except for a, an air conditioning compressor replacement, I always pull a permit. He said, I always have the inspectors will come out and do a safety inspection. It's not really a code inspection as he explained it. It's more of a, hey, I installed it safety, uh, safely. The interesting thing is, is that what he had said to me was, you know, he makes the call uh, after he pulls the permit, the work's been completed, and it's left up to the, you know, the, the code inspectors, that office, to then send someone out to the house to do the final inspection and put the sticker on it. So, yeah, and what he said to me was that in it's about 70% of the contractors here locally don't pull a permit or don't request that safety inspection to to take place after the unit is installed so you know so does it does it matter as part of the home inspection process no but it was an interesting dialogue interesting information that we found out about um, you know how that process is actually working so, so, Brad, right now, should all the sellers who are potential sellers, people who own homes who are listening to us right now, should they go around looking for inspection stickers on their appliances or, I, or I, furnace yeah. or something? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they would. I wouldn't look for a code sticker, per se. I would certainly want to make sure that you've got the documentation because uh, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, if I was going to sell my house right now, I'd want to have the documentation of when all of those units are replaced. I have all that paperwork. I think the difference is, is that, you know, we all know we can go down to Home Depot and we can purchase uh, a water heater and install it ourselves. Is it a good idea? Well, if you have the skills, uh, maybe, but I, you know, my preference is, is that, you know, I contract that work out to be done by the by the professionals, but I know that's not everybody's approach to it. Well, if I could interject, because yeah. this issue comes up all the times in closings, is that, you know, the sticker is not there. And then when you actually explore it, uh, the folks downtown tend to be hard to come by. They show up. You're not there for a minute or two. They take off. So a lot of the contractors do not do it just because it's kind of a pain in the backside and it's it takes a lot of their time to wait for them to come out and inspect so sometimes they just don't do it but i do know that and i'm not sure if there there are lenders that have a requirement but it constantly comes up is there's not a sticker on the panel there's mm -hmm. not a sticker on hvac and whether it's a requirement or not it does tend to hold up closings at at, at time and i think it's just the fact that maybe they don't have enough folks downtown to come out and service you know the different contractors but it does routinely come up and most of the contractors say it's two or three hours out of my day to wait for them to come out so they just don't do it mm -hmm. but um, like i said it does come up quite often when in, in holds up closings you know right. it's, it's funny it's funny that you all talk, are talking about this this issue and the previous issue that we just talked about i was just out in inman at uh or out in las vegas at the inman conference future of real estate future of tech and what they talked about to to quell and squash these issues that we've talked about in just the past two cases was, it's going to sound crazy, and I'm not going to get too into it, uh, crypto blockchain on an individual home. Think Carfax reports for your car, yeah. but this will be from the moment a home is built or any transaction is handled. Everything that goes through is going to go on a file on a blockchain. So every home across, and this is, 
this is already in the works, folks. They, they, they have a government contract on this company. I, I'll, I'll try to remind Bob so we can send something out so people can look into this. Um, but essentially, it's, it's, it's Carfax for real estate. Every home will have a block chain history. If you have HVAC replace service, it's going on your blockchain history. If you had an inspection by Brad's company, Brad's going to be involved in this and they're going to input the data. It's going to be stay with that house in perpetuity yeah. so that there's no question or finding, which will help a lot of these issues, but I didn't want to go down, but it's interesting yep. that we're having these issues and this is a solution for these issues. But coming from someone my age, Greg, when you say the word blockchain, my eye plays over. It's, it's not right? blockchain. It is, here's what they said. Yeah. And here's, here, here's how they, they put it in my in layman terms. It is an Excel spreadsheet for your house that stays with it in perpetuity. Okay. It is as simple yeah. as that. Carfax report on a spreadsheet for every home. And it's, it's, it's very exciting because it will even be attached to the realtor. And it will help realtors keep track in stats. Okay. And so how good a realtor is if there was an issue. If the, you know, there's, 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 it is limitless on what this technology can do, but it's coming and it will help. All of and, and yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Well, I just said that there's, a, there's, in fact, there's a public site that I go to. I just can't recall it off the top of my head, uh, but a website that you can, every permit that was ever pulled related to the property that you're purchasing, there's a list there. And yep. they have a list of contractors. And it's just what, what Greg is talking about, like with us, with the title world. They're trying to make a frictionless commoditized way of buying and selling real estate talked about boy let me tell you uh uh, electronic closings seamless processes how do we make it better easier faster for the consumer and one more thing that home warranties like we're now using 210 home warranty they're now asking for the registration or model number of the appliances so they can keep track as well so that we're seeing a lot of this stuff change but greg that's a good point great good for you yeah he went out to inman a couple of weeks ago and brought back a lot of information so that's very very good incidentally if you are thinking of selling your home we now have six ways it says five on my copy and on my website but i know there are now six ways to help you sell your home and just about guarantee to help you find your next home before you have to move out or sell your existing home it's true you want to get more information, go to my website, bobsellmyhome.com, or just call me, 376-5483. We're going to take a break. We are continuing with Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. My son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and researches the future for us. And you can reach me, Bob Sakola, anytime to help you list and sell or buy a home, 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. 
Pitt and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at Remax Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sokola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, back with you. The Louisville Real Estate Show to the top of the hour. Continuing with us, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing and photography and uh, so much more. And uh, myself, Bob Sekoler, you can reach me at 376-5483. And a note of thanks to Barbara Corcoran, who does our commercials with us and also is our mentor. And Greg and I are traveling up next week, or week after, to uh, meet with Barbara, shoot some more commercials, and and talk with her about the future of real estate as it's changing, which it is continually changing. All right. We go back to uh, the questions, and this one's over to Kevin. Joe writes in, he is looking for a home in the, now, Kevin, get a load of this. Agents who are listening to this, strap in for this one. Joe is looking for a home in the $1 to $5 million price range. He sees some are sitting on the market, not only here, but around the country for a long period of time. One to five million. Yep. And he says he has a really interesting question. I have never heard this question before. He's wondering, is it legal or illegal for for him, Joe, as a consumer to hire a private investigator, find out the motivation of the seller for a home that's on the market that he might be interested in because he's looking to see where he could possibly get a really good deal if he knows the seller needs to get out of the property quickly. Have you heard of this before? I've never heard of something like this. Well, I've known people that what they will do is actually kind of do a search of the public records to determine motivation, which meaning divorce filings, Uh, perhaps, you know, check the estate records, but you, and you sometimes also review not only the mortgages against the property, whether they're current, whether there are any liens, you check out other properties to see if someone's having some financial distress so that you can possibly get a better deal. So I do know people that have done that. Now the question would be, 
a private investigator to follow around and try to check out. <laughs> that yeah. might be taking you a bit far, but I do know people that want to determine, you know, is it is a situation where the seller has to sell and you can usually find that out fairly quick. Right, right. Ex extrapolate that. Like it, it, you can go that extra mile and mind you don't know this gentleman, but a one to a five million you know, dollar. You, yeah. Yeah. Hiring a private investigator. Sounds like this could be a political job of somebody looking to just get some dirt on somebody. Cause don't like know. Kevin, there's a lot easier way to find out if they're motivated, but let's extrapolate that and use what you found in your, in your private investigation. And now go to the, 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 the seller and say, Hey, Mr. Seller, I found out this through only means that you could do in a very shady way that I can get leverage on you to sell. Well, you would never, you would never telegraph that. Yeah. Well, clearly would know. Like, how does this yeah. person know their personal life? Well, wait, I will tell you, something now you may not know this greg but uh, and maybe everybody else does already yeah, we have a lot of sellers that when we get offers from buyers legitimate good offers before the seller will accept it they will do a search on google on facebook and try to learn as much as possible about the buyer that's fair housing then at that point there's a difference when you're doing it the the reverse way there if you're looking yeah. in, if, in if you're researching names on contracts and multiple bids and you're saying i'm going to pick this family based off this no no i don't it, think yeah that's the difference it, i think they're just doing yeah i think they're just doing research but kept uh, back real quickly to put a period at the end of this for joe is it illegal for him to hire uh, an investigator to do some research if that's what he wants to do I don't think there's any prohibition against it. Now, of course, if he's trying to open up the mailbox and take copies of bank oh, statements yeah. and things like that, story. that's yeah. clearly illegal. Yeah. But yeah. if you're yeah. just saying, I want Bob Sekoler, I want you to research the background, publicly available information, deeds, mortgages, any filings down at the courthouse, and he gives a report, that's fine. That's, that's, well, that's, that's what it sounds, sounds like. Um, like what, that's something an investor might do, right? When you're searching for Maybe. a deal. Sure. Yeah. Maybe, but you, let me just you know, let me, you can find the deal. Let me just point out, we are a full-service real estate team here, but doing the investigation that goes a little bit higher above my pay grade, I won't do that because I won't jeopardize uh, the confidentiality that we have for anybody, whether it's buyer or seller. So let's move well, forward. I have to ask you a question. Yeah, what what yeah. Greg was saying, how many people, when they get a contract offer, go on Facebook to see who's making the offer or vice versa? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a majority. It's a, it's a vast majority. You're curious. Remember, remember to be careful what you post on social media. Because it could come back to haunt you in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everything's out there. It's on there forever. It's there. All right. We move forward, Brad. Vanessa has a bug problem. In her email, she writes about flies inside the house along with some ants. She knows she's got to hire some type of exterminator, get rid of them before she puts her home on the market. And she's wondering, are all exterminators the same? Are there questions that she should ask an exterminator that would tell her whether the exterminator and the company is the real deal or just a lot of hype? You know, it's interesting. I think we've had another question like this here recently. I'm not really sure what's going on with the uh, with bugs out there. But, you know, I think one of the things that I've seen this change within the way that um, I'm getting bug treatment in my house and um, a church property and, and uh, a corporate space everybody's gone to these exterior only kind of treatments. They're not coming into your homes anymore. So I don't know that there's as that I, I think the question for the 
for the pest control technician is, are you going to come in and actually see what my problem is? Or are you just going to go ahead and spray, you know, these pretty strong, harsh chemicals outside and hope that it takes care of it? Um, I had my house treated here, a quarterly treatment. And um, again, guy came out, sprayed the outside of the house, messed up the windows, you know, the, like they typically do. And suddenly um, the next day I'm having these large black ants in my house. So oh. wherever they were, so they were pushed in the house. So I, you know, I think that one of the questions I'd ask is just what is the, what is the treatment method? What is the plan? Um, how are they going to approach it? Cause I, I do think so many of them right now have just gone to exterior only treatments. And I think if you're dealing with flies in the house, ants in the house, spiders, the technician has got to come in and do a consultation inside and figure out what's going on. Cause a lot of it, you know, points to hygiene issues and I don't mean dirty people, but just, you know, there's food scraps that are left. There's, there's, um, build up under kitchen sinks. Uh, there may be, you know, something that was that slid down next to a refrigerator uh, that's drawing the, the flies in. Um, I think there's so many things that you're only going to be able to see if indeed the technician come in the house and, and take a look versus just uh, an exterior only kind of treatment. So yeah, I think right now it's it's tough to find um, a company that's that's really good at it, but that would be the question I would start when they talk to a customer service person is, you know, what's the, how do you create the plan uh, for treating my house? Good, all right. right. I think that tells them, yep. Kev, uh, Terry sent us an email saying that because of COVID and the loss of his job, he is behind dramatically on his bills. And he is wondering, in the state of Kentucky, can a judgment be made against you or your home or land if you have a large amount of medical bills? Is this accounting much like a lien against the property maybe he's referring to? Yeah, it sounds like he's talking to you. A lot of times you have, you know, the number one leading cause of bankruptcy is uh, healthcare bills. Yeah. And so if the healthcare company has, say, a $100,000 judgment lien against your house, they can't follow up and foreclose on the house. Now, I guess he's talking about can COVID block them from doing so? I believe, and this is not an area that I, I, I practice in, but on foreclosures, I think most of the moratoriums have been listed, lifted. Yeah. There may be some... VA and some special programs, and there's a lot of different governmental programs to help people in that situation. But I think if it's just a judgment lien holder, they do ultimately have the right to foreclose the property and be paid. So, and and I don't believe that there are any restrictions any longer on them proceeding. But what I would suggest to them again, the state of Kentucky, uh, city of Louisville, they have quite a few, a lot of funds. A lot of programs to help people out in these types of situation, and I would contact them and see if maybe they can help you out. Got it. Incidentally, if you want to see some of the videos that we produce, Greg and myself, our team, head to LouisvilleHomesTV.com, LouisvilleHomesTV.com. And I'm especially proud of some of the postings, Greg, that you do for Instagram. Is it oh, yeah. just Greg Sokola? What are you posting those yep. under? Yes. Just Greg Sokola. The way the way we do it, the way I market it, those specific videos uh, are very targeted. So they they garner a lot of traffic. If you want to see, you want to take a look at some of the stuff we push out there, just uh, Greg Sokola, S-O-K-O-L-E-R. Just search that on the web. You'll find it. All right. Well, final question. I think Anthony is uh, a chef, and he listens to us on iHeartRadio from Los Angeles. And listen up. He writes in with an interesting question. He's considering moving to Louisville, I guess, for a job offer here at one of the hotels. He says Los Angeles and some 50 surrounding counties have just passed a regulation that no new construction can have a gas range in it. 
Have you heard about this, Brad, that you have? You're shaking your head. Yeah. Yeah, you might think it's because of earthquakes, but the real reason, Anthony says, is because the gas contributes to pollution, of course, on the West Coast. At least that's what uh, the proponents of the new regulations say. Any plans he's asking for Louisville to follow suit and outlaw gas ranges? Apparently, Anthony really likes gas ranges. Yeah, as any good chef should. As any good chef. Yes, okay. You got to. Well, you you got to do what, Greg? Use gas? Well, no. As as uh, it's just a more reliable, consistent heat source Correct. than electric burner or ceramic. Right, or like, right. And I would say you 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 flipped out on my end there. I didn't hear yeah. your answer. Yeah, yeah I like think it's it's super it's super popular. I mean, I I don't see these high end uh, you know gas range or I don't see high end ranges in homes that are using anything other than gas. I mean, there's a lot of the induction type stuff out there now, but not not in. Uh, you know, professional circumstances. I don't know of anything, Bob. I've I've heard the same things. You know, of course, y'all wonder if ever, anything that happens in California will eventually drift this way. But mm-hmm. I, I hope our chefs can keep using natural gas here. And, and even the po- folks at home. That's right. Gre- Yo, know, Greg, what was that? No, I would assume so. I mean, you know, California is an extreme, extreme on in any circumstance around the sure. world. Kentucky, if we take the same practice, we're so insulated from that kind of stuff. And we react way slower out in the country. True. Uh, and, and, and we sell a lot of coal in Kentucky nowadays, yeah. too. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, we love the natural. We love, so keep it, you know, out here. We'll see. Yeah. 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 You know. yeah. All right. We are, we'll see how this shakes out if it comes across country. We thank, we're out of time. We thank Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. Also, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. My son, Gregor, does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sekulder, anytime to uh, help you list your home, sell it, get it on the market, or just set up a plan to talk about what the process is. That's free of charge. That's free to come out and talk. You can reach me at 376-5483. Thank you, folks, for being here on the Zoom meeting call. And everybody listening, we'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.